Practice No Filter is kind of our backstage VIP access, if you will, to the meaning behind the blog. So um, we're going to debut an episode each Friday. And since we are launching DrHelmsPicket.com, I couldn't think of a better way to kick us off than to have you join us, who was the creator of the site. So welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good. So I really appreciate you lending your expertise for the website. Um, How did you get involved with creating websites? And talk about your professional background, if you will. So I have a background in advertising and marketing. Um, And then my first job ever out of college was with the radio station. Um, Through that, I was able to kind of dabble in different departments. So I worked with promotional staff, um, national sales, local sales, and then websites. Um, I always had an interest in all things digital. So an opportunity presented itself and I was able to um, take advantage. So basically I ended up maintaining um, the website for the radio station um, and was able to be promoted to actually help with digital advertising and marketing. So um, I realized I was kind of good at um, building websites from templates like WordPress and it kind of became something um, more than a hobby. So I figured, well, let me turn this into a little business. Yeah, well, I think it worked pretty well. And and seemingly in a short amount of time, we've had websites to really emerge and be a primary contact for people to understand uh, how they can access services or business products. So in a short amount of time, you joined something that has become really fast paced and kind of almost the norm. Mm -hmm. It has. (laughs) So a lot goes into creating a site. Walk us through, if you will, some of the considerations that you process to make someone's vision come into fruition. Um, So I guess first thing that is helpful to know is what um, the objective is behind the site. Um, The sites can serve many purposes. Um, They can just be blog sites, there's um, services and products that can be sold on sites. Um, They can serve as a point of registration for things like events, um, stuff like that. So trying to understand um, the objective first and then also see um, what types of, I guess, marketing has been done um, because a lot of times um, some people don't take into consideration Um, I guess the service's name um, or any keywords that are already existing um, because even though I don't handle a lot of the heavy-duty SEO, it's still good to have a working knowledge of what's already out there. And it's simple research. Um, So tell us, let me stop you there. What's SEO? So SEO is search engine optimization. And basically... (laughs) That um, helps search engines determine your ranking on the search engine results pages. So, for example, if you Google cupcakes in Raleigh, a list of um, businesses offering cupcakes in Raleigh will come up. The challenge is getting your 
cupcake business to appear in those first few results on the page. Right. Because I'm one of those people that I usually go top and I may not dig a little bit further. So I can understand why that's important. Mm -hmm. So what direction do you see websites moving in or what kind of new practices are you seeing now? Um, Well, everything should be thought of as mobile first. So no matter what type of product or service or um, whatever your offering is, always think about your customer accessing your website on their mobile devices. Um, After that, it depends on your audience. So sometimes um, different um, segments of your audience will ingest content differently. So we can say all the Gen Zers or Millennials, they like different bits and pieces of content. So you can mix it up with images, um, not a lot of text, things that they can digest quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas somebody who is a Gen Y or a baby boomer may like to take time to read through things. So, you know, you would want to include things to process that way. uh, so I think just more concentration on what your audience wants um, and what they need and how they are ingesting content at that current time um, is a way to know that whatever the website trends are happening, it's based on um, basically the audiences are dictating it. Wow, that's important. Um, and we talked a lot about that in terms of developing drhelmspicket.com, which you actually uh, credit to career credit is due created the first site we had a nice long run for about five years and mm-hmm. uh, one of the considerations that you had in uh, encouraging me to start over was to get some new photos so shout out to uh, T. Burroughs photography for that gifting and mm-hmm. being able to use it in creating a new site so how were you able to balance your own vision with my vision? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, your vision's pretty, I think our visions are pretty compatible in general. So it wasn't um, a difficult thing to balance. I would say that um, I guess you were forward thinking, so that made sense into going into the website. And then also Um, wanting to expand your offering um, by things like incorporating a store on the site, um, incorporating different services that you offer. So knowing that I had some of that experience in my background um, about like building sites for services, um, that helped a lot. Um, And then also, I guess, just the aesthetic of the site, um, working with the photography that you provided in your color palette, that was pretty simple to put everything together um, in a clean and streamlined way. Thank you. I love the website. I'm super excited about it. Um, It is actually Monday, April 13th, and we launched it. And I could not be more enthusiastic about seeing what happens as a result of this. So, You mentioned, I mean, we go back a long time. We have been friends for quite a while. We ministered together in dance. And so um, I think we know each other well enough, but I won't ask specifically for me, but if you want to throw it in, you can. 
What are some pet peeves you have when you're clients and building websites? Um, some pet peeves. Oh Lord, hope I don't call anybody out. But <laughs> that's okay. Um, safe, I space, guess... safe space. <laughs> I think um, not being able to trust the expert um, mm. is one of my pet peeves. So, back an example would be let's mobile first website. So um, I had somebody that refused to um, have their website created with a, um, I guess a template or from a foundational point of being um, responsive. So we went one way because that's what the client wanted, but then Google made an update to their search um, algorithm and it, impacted the rankings of sites that were not mobile friendly. So if somebody experienced their site coming up on the first page or close to the first page um, without being mobile friendly, that was long gone. So Google decides when they want to make updates, nobody really knows why they just do things. Um, But then they came back and complained that nobody could find their site. so it was make it mobile friendly, kind of listen to the expert. Um, I might not know everything, but I know s- some things. Um, another, I guess another pet peeve, um, I guess not communicating um, mm-hmm. the objective and the desire for whatever the deliverable is ahead of time and then kind of trickling in details as you go. Um, that probably, I guess, being um, forward thinking and making sure you know what you want is written down. Not saying that once something is done, people can't change their minds, but to make it an efficient process, you want to make sure we know all the information ahead of time. I definitely can appreciate that because it, it was hard work. I mean, it wasn't just a matter of throwing something together, not to mention, of course, the technical aspect behind it, but you were really forthcoming in getting me to think and walk through how an unfolding would be, how someone would be able to experience the website. So it is not something that is, it's something that I think I've admired in you. And I know that you also do this, you know, for a professional, uh, gig as well in addition to having your own business but I have a deeper appreciation for the work that you do and also when I go visit other sites and that it's not an overnight process it's something that we really have to take some time and to create steps and then even with those steps there are other steps that come as a result of it so thank you for all of that and hopefully uh, all of us on the outside can not do some of those things that can get under developer sleeves a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So I want to get into this blog a little bit. So this week we had an entry called sheltering in him. So how are you doing during the sheltering? What, how, how are you making it out here? I can't say in these streets because we're not in the streets. (laughs) How are you making it during the sheltering? So probably, in the beginning, I was very anxious, a little nervous. Um, of course, I did my daily like reading, 
and praying, trying to find comfort in the small things and knowing that we were going to get through this. But of course, the human in me was like, yeah. well, how are we going to get through this? How long is it going to take? And there was all a lot of worry. Um, but I think for the most part, I'm doing pretty well um, looking and listening to other people, my friends and families, um, knowing that everybody's situation is different. I'm, I feel very blessed um, because yeah. I don't have any children asking me questions 24-7. Um, I can get my work done. It's just me and my dog. Um, and then also just being able to have a house to shelter in place um, and have access to food. That's an, that's an additional blessing. So it's, it's going pretty well. I'm just looking forward to the day where we can go um, out again and fellowship with each other. Of course, those who know who know me know that I don't need a hug <laughs> when I come out of this. I'll be okay. And that's oh, ladies, yes. How you're doing? Uh, Courtney is the expert on social distancing. So uh, that part is not hard for you at all because we were challenged a couple years ago at a women's retreat to hug on another sister for 20 seconds and it probably was Courtney's longest Uh, 20 seconds of her life that was a lot it was a lot (laughs) so what are some other lessons you're learning about yourself so for me I'm learning I'm a very much of an extra I think now the new description may be extrovert introvert So I love being out. I love engaging, but I do require um, time to recharge. But I'm also noticing that too much of it gets me a bit off balance. So what are some lessons that you're learning about yourself during this sheltering? Um, I guess one lesson is that I can, I don't have to eat out as much as I used to. Mm, Word. (laughs) Um, Another one is just, knowing that I am very, like I'm more of an introvert than I thought. Um, Like people are shocked that I've been in the house this long, but I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is fine. (laughs) Like I'm very peaceful. That's right. Um, I guess another thing is knowing like kind of the, I wouldn't say necessarily not flaws, but just the things that we always have opportunity to work on. Um, like the procrastination, I'm much more of a procrastinator than I thought because I'm have different things to do around the house, and I'm just like, oh, I have time, I can do those later. But I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't, I don't think I used to be like this, but <laughs> I, I need to work on it, get things done while I can do them. Um, I think that's that's about all I've learned so far. I guess how. Um, seeing as how this looks like it's going to go, I'll have time to learn some more things. It, 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 it appears to be that we will be hanging out for a little while longer. And I, too, share your gratitude and appreciation for having a place to shelter, having food. I have birthed a new chip ministry that I really need to let go of. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've been seeing all the funny pictures about putting a swimsuit on the refrigerator or a sign that says you just went in here that is not my problem but the pantry is there's mm. some chips called uh, boulder canyon that just have my name on them but i am oh. digressing from that as much as i can <laughs> so it kettles my weakness oh kettle chips. yeah yeah niani loves the kettle so she joins you in that um 
the blog suggested that this experience in terms of sheltering can teach us a lot about our faith. So what are some faith lessons that you're learning? Um, I guess just to lean on God and trust him more. Um, Cause I don't think, I don't know if we could have ever imagined that we'd be in this situation. Yeah. And so I think when it's like you can hear you hear the preacher say trust God. Um, like my mother says trust God. You hear people say trust God, and you're like, oh, I trust God. But it's like, do I really, really trust Him? And so I guess kind of learning that growth, um, like nobody should ever stop growing in Christ. So different things like that. I think um, knowing like okay, being able to recognize that. I thought I trusted God, but I need to trust him more, um, especially with everything that's happening. Um, And then also, I guess the other aspect of uh, being, I guess, discipleship and more, I guess it might be indirect, but all of the the charity that is needed. Um, Just thinking about what we take for granted um, because we have things at like, available to us but there's the people who don't have and so how can I do more Um, I guess it's challenging me to think creatively at this point how I can do more to help others um, and then not go about complaining um, what I do have access to like for example working from home I should not complain that I have to work from home because not everybody is able to do so and not everybody has a job and so how could I use, um, I guess, an example as it, use this situation as an example of my witness? Amen. I fully agree and appreciate your sentiments there. We have indeed a lot to be blessed and grateful for. And I think it's directly tied. The way that we balance and get through this is to shelter ourselves in God, right? So mm-hmm. not just learning these lessons during this time, very unusual time, but how do we continue this sheltering in God when we are uh, allowed or uh, to go outside of our homes to resume some of our activities? What are the things that we need to cease from doing and what are the things that we need to continue? So one of the things that has brought me great joy in terms of my witness is being able to volunteer in the women's correctional facility. Actually, for our audience, you and I did that together for a while in terms of teaching dance to worship dance to incarcerated women. And I still have the pleasure of doing that. And that's a big part of who I am, but I'm not able to do that right now. We're not able to go into the facility. So what are the other ways that I can make myself available and to be a witness? And it's interesting because... Sometimes we can have lives that we are surrounded by very like-minded people. And what this experience is teaching me is that there are a lot of people that don't know Christ. And of course, a lot of people for many different reasons, and I understand many of them from church hurt and anxiety and the ways that our quote unquote religious systems have not been so welcoming. There are many people that will not go inside the doors of a church. And so we all find ourselves in a very similar position um, that we're not able to gather 
in those um, sanctuaries. So how are we creating those sanctuaries external to the physical church? How are we extending ourselves? So I definitely feel like what you said resonated deeply with me. Um, I talk about on the website of being a dangerously privileged curator of faith. So talk to us a little bit about how you curate your own faith. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think just making like looking and observing the day-to-day life of everyday people. Um, I think we look at people and kind of take in and observe their situation, um, whether they're not based on how they appear, but based on the stories that they um, tell. And so kind of taking what they say, for example, I was reading something about um, someone who didn't seem to have a lot during um, this time, Mm -hmm. but they were making the best of it that they could. And then they were finding happiness and joy and like different things. So looking at that and like, you know what, they have, they have this great faith. Let me kind of do like a, kind of like a litmus test. Like, so what, what do I feel that I have um, that can increase my faith? Um, Trying to get those bits and pieces from like just experiences from people like friends, family, um, different positive stories, um, just kind of seeing the bigger picture. And then also just noticing the things that have been in front of us all this time. So nature, um, looking Hmm. at creation and creativity, um, because God's the original creator. And so there's things in the world that are inspired by creation. So kind of taking that and knowing that whether it was, you know, like an atom or just a simple leaf. And then looking at the, like the trees, the flowers, listening to the birds, things like that. But it all goes back to the creator. Um, So that, and then of course I love the arts. So I feel like you can see God in a lot of um, things that artists create. Um, Even if they're, like even if the artists themselves believe something totally different, I feel that there's a story that can be told through their art. Um, and then just kind of that, just the idea of creation, um, how that God can use anybody to show um, the glory and the power of creation. Come on now. You just preached your whole sermonette there. Let me pass oh, the offering. Oh plate. <laughs> that and it is interesting because like where I live it is near an airport and so there are not as many planes of course um, that normally fly and so I'm able to hear the birds chirping I'm able to hear you know a weed whacker in a different Mm -hmm. way I'm noticing the bending of the trees and because both of us are dancers I'm able to see movement in new and unique ways so there are so many lessons that um, are just very flavorful for our, our palate. And my prayer is that we are able to hold on to them uh, mm-hmm. when we move from this state. Um, 
and understandably, you know, hopefully we just won't jump back into business as usual. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to be really grateful and could post on social media on a Friday, 6 p.m. Like I got my pajamas on like I'm winning. And now that's like (laughs) every day. But (laughs) I have been able to find great appreciation for conversations with my family, spending time, enjoying the live DJs that have given up their time, um, artists that, like you're saying, are taking requests for songs and, and giving us music, which, you know, fuels our souls. So it it is all for a purpose. And sometimes God lets us in on that. And, and sometimes perhaps that's on the other side of glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep living. But um, I want to Thank you for your time with us today. And I also want to offer an opportunity. How might folk get in touch with you if they are interested? Don't know what your calendaring is looking like right now, but how might they do that? Well, I'm on social media. Um, Courtney Moore, mutual friends. You may can contact me through um, finding a mutual friend. And then I'm on Instagram, Miss um, C. Nicole. Am I? Oh, no, I changed it. Scratch <laughs> that. You can email me too at CourtneyMoore29 at gmail.com. I'm primarily doing more consulting at this moment um, because my bread and butter gig has um, increased in the busyness, but I'll, I'll do some consulting if people would like. Um, but again, my number, or I'm sorry, my email is CourtneyMoore29 at gmail.com. Well, I certainly appreciate you, my dear sister. I love you. I thank you for being my first guest on Practical Filter. Yay, we did it. We did it. We did it. And um, thank you to everyone that's listening in. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. And find us on drhelmspicket.com. Take care. Thanks. Bye.